that's when it came out of a clear blue sky. Oh, the dear good Lord's own sweet breath and his voice like an electric shock. I Welcome to Good Luck America, a politics and news podcast, with your hosts, Adam Todd Brown and Chet Wild. Hey everybody, welcome to Good Luck America. It's in the United States of America. A politics and news podcast. A news and politics pod. It's both of those things at the same time. Chet Wild, my co-host. I didn't even say my name. I said Chet's name. Adam first. Pod Brown. You can just call me Adam Todd Brown. My partner in crime. I yeah, Adam Todd Brown is my name. And Chet Wild, my co-host. I'm making hand gestures. This is who I am. This is not a bit. Chet does just not do bits. Accept who I am, people, with your backwards compliments in the internet sphere. You'll have to listen to the outtakes to understand what Chet's talking about. Man. How's it been going, Chet? I like that Chet's an annoying goofball. What? Okay, I didn't know of that. But. How's it been going since we uh, last recorded and or watched wrestling on Sunday? I've been to the beach at least three times since then. and uh, we Why? Did, did watch... you read a book about going to the beach? Why? See, here's <laughs> what I've realized, uh, especially after he came over to my house. It's interesting... <laughs> That was a good joke. I get I get uh, chalked up as this uninformed person, but uh, since getting off social media, I've had more time to read. I've read four books in the last three weeks. But if I bring up a book, your thing now is like, oh, you read a book, so you have an opinion. <laughs> so it like it discourages me to be informed, or at minimum discourages me from being informed on this podcast. So no, you didn't read a book about going to the beach. <laughs> No, but you saw that my was a simple question. You saw my book on the uh, the Nordic. Oh, that's right. You're yeah. studying up on how to be more Nordic, so you can yeah. move to Nordic way. Nordic way. Fuck yeah. Should be fun. I'm gonna fuck off to Norway so hard. Fuck off, Chad. <laughs> to Norway. We had a good time at wrestling. There was no autistic kid. Yeah. Not that there's anything wrong with autism. There's just something wrong Problem with that one that autistic guy. kid. Yeah. Which is he's just weird, man. And then my friend Andrew came, and he lives like three blocks from here. So at the end of the night, I said, he was leaving. I'm like, hey, Adam, he lives three blocks from your house. You should, instead of taking a $20 lift, you should ride with him. And then it got real awkward, and I still don't know why it was awkward. What do you or, mean? You said it felt awkward. You're oh, like, no, it was socially I awkward. It was this weird thing where no, I thought I just you thought like... I was trying to kick you out, and I wasn't. I was just, I'm like, what? we all get along. Why not? Why not get a ride? But five years ago, that would have been a normal conversation with rideshare. It's no, a weird you probably you, you could have like mentioned it like earlier. I didn't think of it until in the moment. Yeah, I mean, other than that, it was fine. <laughs> yeah, are you guys best friends now? Oh yeah, we're we're. I got a lot of food recommendations on the way, such as I don't remember. I texted them all to Angie as I was getting them, so I didn't lose them. But there's apparently a breakfast burrito place in Burbank that is one of the finest in all the land. Which, controversial, because I also make a mean breakfast burrito. But we'll see. Adam Breakfast Burrito Brown, that's what they call you. Yeah, that, that is what they call me. I, I made a bunch of weed brownies. I didn't make them in time for wrestling, but I did make them this weekend. Hoo-hoo-hoo, boy! Based on the screenshots of tweets from Vanessa you sent me, glad I didn't partake. Yeah, they are mighty, but they're so good. So delicious. Anyway. What flavors? I just made regular chocolate brownies, but they have 
They got the the drugs the in weed. them. <laughs> now, can you put weed butter on baked potatoes? Like, why not just fucking? Oh yeah, I could do. I can make weed cooking oil if I want, nice. which I might do at some point. But hey, all of that's beside the point. What are we talking about today? First, let's talk about what our our topic is. Oh, okay. I wasn't signed to that. I was signed to our our main topic overall. The the topic we'll spend the most time talking about is a prison strike that's happening nationwide. Hunger right strike, now. labor strike. Hunger strikes, labor strikes, lucky strikes. All sorts of shit happening in the prison system right now that shockingly we're not hearing much about on the news. I wonder why that is. If anything. Let's talk about it. Yeah. But first, being a politics and news podcast, we have to talk about all the obvious news too or you know, we're recording this on Friday and by the time it comes out Monday it'll feel like we're talking about something that happened 2 years ago probably but Trump should get impeached for all the things that have come out and it seems like something big is shaping up because he's getting now the CFO of the Trump organization has been given immunity the C- CEO of the National Enquirer was given immunity. Was given immunity. Michael Cohen is not going to accept a pardon. It could be bad for Trump, and that's all anyone can talk about. Which I mean, that's important, but including Trump and Giuliani, Ju- like they're already setting the narrative. Giuliani said something to the effect of, "This country will go to shit. Like people will riot if you try to." Trump said Trump. that, and then Trump, yeah. Trump said, uh, we'll all be very poor if he gets impeached. So one one thing that I did last night that I realized I haven't been doing a lot of is is we live in a society of, of news clips and sound bites. I actually watched the entire Fox interview. It's fascinating. Like, have you sat down and watched Trump talk for 12 minutes uninterrupted? Yeah, I sure have. He's just a fucking fat idiot. Like, it's... Yeah, and one thing you'll notice, and this was really frustrating to me, and it's one of the reasons NBC can get fucked just in everything they do in life, including fucking SNL. In the run-up to the 2016 election, if you go watch the interviews with Chuck Todd and Donald Trump, it's all a bunch of really like softball questions, and he's like really not, he doesn't they make Larry King look like a threatening Yeah, journalist. he doesn't press Trump on anything. And this is NBC. They're supposed to be a liberal network. And then you watch his interviews with Clinton, and he just fucking goes in on Clinton. And it's like no one does that to Trump. No one sits Trump down and just really fucking goes after him for anything in interviews. And I don't know if it's just because he doesn't let people do that maybe he demands to see questions beforehand but yeah i have seen trump be interviewed for 12 straight minutes and it's infuriating in a lot of ways i wonder when nbc was throwing him so many softballs if part of it was like oh we have a good relationship with him the apprentice we want to just like he's not going to win anyway well that's some irresponsible bullshit yeah but it doesn't make it mean it's okay um adam the prophet the the person that has a good record of predicting future things with trump and uh, somebody pointed out Canada is getting their own Trump now. <laughs> like that one guy broke off the conservative party, starting his own fucking oh, thing. Oh, fuck yeah, yeah. Uh, what, do you have any predictions? Would you like to... Trump will delay the midterm elections to avoid being impeached. How's... <laughs> That's coming up quick. 
I know it's coming up quick. In what way or ways? I don't know. It pro- it probably won't come to that, but I could see that. That's happening. your wild card, like yeah. That's my that's my my hail mary. But I don't I don't know what's gonna happen. I feel like I mean there will have to be a blue wave, as they call it, for an impeachment to happen. Like Republicans aren't gonna do it, which they should be fucking ashamed because I mean. I know I've I've seen I like having CNN on the background while I work sometimes just to it's fun witnessing their evolution from just normal news network to Fox News for the left yep which is exactly what they are now like I I tell people buy CNN t-shirts as a mild form of protest but also fuck CNN and why do they keep giving Rudy, Giul- Rudy Giuliani and Kellyanne Conway and all these people platforms to speak every day? Like, if, you know, if, if they're so discrediting of what those people say. Yeah, I have no idea. And one thing they've been doing the past two days is one thing you'll, you'll find Fox News do all the time is they have keywords that they throw out every time a new talking head comes on, every time they reboot and start talking about the same story. They'll have these like talking points or keywords that they want people to spread. And the the keywords that CNN definitely wants us to spread about Trump are unindicted co-conspirator. And man, those are strong words. And big words. But the thing is, they're they're true. Like he is person one in the Michael Cohen indictment. So if Republicans are still on board with, no, he shouldn't be impeached, I mean, you should be ashamed, but I know it's not going to fucking happen. In the Fox interview, it was interesting to hear him talk about Cohen, like the lady interviewing him threw up like, what about these payments? And he's talking about paying off women for sex, but they just come with the payments. He's like, that was a deal he made. I didn't know about the deal until after. Of course, I later knew about the deal and was okay with the deal, but like, but if he said... I knew about paying women that I had sex with afterwards. I was okay with payments for, like, he does a really good job of not labeling it what it is, and it makes it seem far less severe than what it is. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I I haven't, I don't know where this is headed. He also said, uh, the country's the best it's ever been. Why would you impeach me? Yeah, he said, why would you impeach someone who's doing a really great job? Yeah, he gives himself an A+, which... The bad, the higher he rates himself, the worse off we are. Yeah, the scarier it gets, the higher he rates himself. But so yeah, that's that's going on obviously, and it's going to be talked about ad nauseum on every fucking podcast and late night show in the world. So not this one. Let's talk about something that no one's talking about. I mean, we talked about it. Also, but we're not making it our bread and butter, right? And also, we should just mention the Molly Tibbetts thing. Oh, yeah. You and I were texting about that. Interesting timing. I know. Let's this be is- our own fucking Alex Jones show right yeah, now. Yeah, this isn't like the conspiracy pod, but goddamn, that feels weird. I want to see that kid's confession. T- I want to see that episode of the confession tapes. Yeah. Because until I do, I don't know, man. I think Roger Stone murdered Molly Tibbetts. Well, when it came out, with the, the Molly Tibbetts that... I was texting you screenshots of different websites where, because I'm off social media, yep, I read a book. Uh, I check CNN, <laughs> Yahoo, NBC News, and Fox News every day. And for the last, like, week before it came out who killed Molly Tibbetts, Tibbetts, uh, whatever, how, is it Tibbetts? Probably just Tibbetts. Every day, like, the top story on Fox News for several days before this was her. And then on CNN, NBC, Yahoo, they were covering it, but, like... There were far more important things yeah. tied to Trump or otherwise, but Fox News is the top thing every fucking day. Yeah. 
And then when the uh, the Manafort, right? Manafort or Cohen verdict? The Manafort verdict. Verdict comes out. NBC, darkest day of Trump presidency. CNN, like, even for Trump, this is bad. Uh, you know, Yahoo News, like, holy shit. And then Fox News, eat, like, the title was ridiculous. Something along the, side, the, 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 the uh, lines of illegal immigrant enters country and kills Mali Tibet. <laughs> like, and then it's three Tibbets. more articles. <laughs> and then it's three more articles underneath about, like, his immigration status and that if we had better immigration, this murder wouldn't have happened. Yeah. Yeah, it's really frustrating, and it's a thing I, d- I don't even want to fucking delve into it. Within hours! Right now. Within and it, hours of the verdict that came out. I don't, like, I don't even want to get into the uneasiness I have around, I don't know. It, it's, it's, a, it's a really weird situation, though. And very peculiar timing. Yes. But... That's not for us to speculate on on this podcast. Let's speculate on something else really weird that's happening right now. I want to talk about a story, like we said up top, that nobody is fucking covering right now. Not in now. the mainstream media, anyway. Like, you... I have not... I've had CNN on for two solid days waiting for them to talk about this. And they have not talked about... This nationwide strike that's happening in prisons right now. Basically, people protesting slavery. Modern day slavery. And I get that we're talking about prisoners, so a lot of people are just going to be like, hmm, whatever, they're prisoners. No, that's not how it's supposed to work. We're, prison is supposed to be punishment for a crime. It's not supposed to be slavery at the benefit of major corporations like Whole Foods. Punishment and rehabilitation. Right. And what's happening in prisons right now is fucking none of that. Is it fair? Can you and I both agree on this point? Because I think we might end up disagreeing on a bunch of things today. One should leave prison better in a better place to be a part of society than when they entered. Yeah, absolutely. But our prison system isn't designed to do that. It's It's a it's not surprise. It's not designed to facilitate rehabilitations like that. Yeah, and we've talked about this before. We did a whole episode about people being held in immigrant Ice. detention centers who are being forced to work, and, and the government having these contracts with these private companies that you right. have to keep thirty thousand beds filled at all times or whatever. And this is actually that is kind of an extension of this. Because we did that episode, but the fact is, prison labor, mostly forced prison labor, is a thing that's been happening in this country for quite a while. And not just to people in detention centers for immigrants, but just in prisons in general. Like, a great example, there were all those massive wildfires in California recently. Still happening. Still happening. Biggest one in state history. Biggest mass... Biggest wildfire in state history a lot of the people fighting that fire are prisoners who are volunteering basically for a dollar an hour they get paid so they get paid two dollars a day oh okay and for those working on the fires get a dollar an hour on top of two dollars a day wow here to me is the most fucked up part they are trained to fight fires they are used to fight fires but when they leave the prison system, they are not allowed to be firefighters. Sure. Yeah. Of course. 
Because why? Yeah, why? The thing that you are now trained and skilled in, right? And are good enough to go out on the front lines, not good enough for. Yeah, there's your rehabilitation law and order types. Now, if you're a fucking arsonist, like, or, you know, different, different. Well, I doubt crimes. as an arsonist they're going to let you volunteer to fight fires. No, nah, maybe they'll be like, this guy fucking loves fires, so he'll. <laughs> yeah, the but... fire's already started. I mean, it depends on the crime. I don't think like like I don't think sex offenders should be able to go go out and be but that's, teachers. That's immaterial because yeah. it's anyone. It's anyone convicted yeah. of a felony, which is bullshit. Because why train people to be firefighters in prison if they can't do that when they get out? Because that would be a really helpful thing. Like that. That's what prison is supposed to do. It's supposed to teach you something while also restricting your freedom. And then that thing you learn, you take that out and you reestablish your life. Like, it's just a fucking slavery system. It's slavery. What happens in prisons is fucking slavery. And people are protesting it this week, and nobody's talking about it. And what's really frustrating about that is because it's happening in prison, the only way, like, we... There will be like a huge protest in the Middle East and we'll be really impressed that we get all these cell phone videos and shit from people on the street because the government shuts down access to social media or whatever. You're not going to see shit from this because no. it's got to be it's we have one fucking video from the protests that are happening in prison right now and they're from an inmate who has clearly smuggled a cell phone in. You don't want to know how that happened. Yeah, yeah. And so this is a thing, spread the word, because it's not popping up on the news, and it's an important thing. Like, we, we have a very unjust situation happening in this country, and we have for a long time, and it's time we fucking address it. Unfortunately, it's probably going to be Trump's piece-of-shit son-in-law who addresses it first, because that's his big... Uh, One of his big... He was responsible for, like, 19 things. Yeah. That's Jared Kushner, right? Yep. Who's all on the prison reform train. And he, also peace in the Middle East. And, and, yeah. Kim Kardashian also. So let's read a Twitter thread quick. This is from Twitter user Robin Panaccia. You think I nailed that? You know we're going to disagree on that. What do you? How do you think it's pronounced? Robine? Okay, fuck you. It's at, <laughs> at Robin Elise, R-O-B... Y-N-E-L-Y-S-E. And this is a Twitter thread from her. It starts out, so we're three days into the largest prison strike in U.S. history. This is really, really, really fucking important. And we cannot let it slide from the news cycle because flashier things are happening right now. So, so pack it in. We're doing story time. Pack it in, everybody. Uh, so here's the next tweet. Now, the prisoners are asking for a lot of very important things having to do with shitty conditions and institutional racism, but their primary focus is labor and how little they get paid, partly because it's modern-day slavery, but also because it affects everything else. You see, back in the 90s, a conservative lobbyist group representing business interests— Asterisks. Uh, was that asterisk or quotes? Whatever. Yeah. The American Legislative Exchange Council took a real big interest in criminal justice legislation and started pushing for a number of changes to the system. The first two they pushed for were three strikes laws and truth and sentencing laws, a.k.a. no parole. Both of these laws, as we know, 
led to the U.S. having the largest prison population. But why was this lobbied for by an organization representing business? Good question, Robin. Because they were also pushing for another law, a law that would allow private businesses to use prison labor. Previously, this was not allowed. Prison labor was relegated to labor for the state only, thus printing license plates. Remember, that used to always be the the thing we assumed prisoners were doing for work was printing license plates. They were also required to be paid the prevailing wage in the state for their labor, minus room and board in states that charge inmates room and board. Because of ALEC's Prison Industries Act, this is no longer the case. It's now set up so that rather than going to room and board, prisons are allowed to garnish wages and put that money into, quote, private sector prison industry expansion accounts. That money is then used to attract more businesses and reimburse prisons for the cost of prison labor. So basically... What ALEC did was step one, increase the amount of prisoners in the system. Step two, make it harder to get out of prison. Step three, profit. Were we to eliminate the ability of private prisons and businesses to profit off of what is essentially free labor, the demand for more prisoners would go down. The need for shitty policies that send and keep people in prison would go down. That is why it is important. And the last tweet, while we're on it, here's some big companies that currently use prison labor. Whole Foods, AT&T, McDonald's, Victoria's Secret, BP, Aramark, and Walmart. Yikes. I thought Walmart's prison labor was the regular employees. Well, I mean, basically, but... Man, that is not, in terms of marketing, that's probably worse for Victoria's Secret than anyone else. <laughs> yeah. That hey, was a shocking you know one to see on the panties? list. panties? Uh... Can you just imagine, like, a bunch of big jack prisoners, like, at these sewing machines? Yeah. Just licking with their hepatitis or whatever stereotypes. But they might also just, like, mail out catalogs or do phone work. Yeah. Like a phone lot of- work, that's fascinating. Is that part of this whole thing? Oh, scam? hell yeah. I know. I've, I've had at least a few accounts that I've had to call on customer service stuff for, and I guarantee that it was prison labor answering the phones. A lot of telemarketers now are prison labor. Like, Prisoners are doing so many fucking jobs, and they're being paid so very little that it does literally amount to slavery. New question whenever I get a telemarketer call, what prison are you calling from? That's going to be my first question. It should be, yeah. And so that's why this strike is happening, because we are the, – the prison labor problem in this country is out of control. We do have a – modern day version of slavery sure. on our hands i mean in pri- prisons and in general are out of control the, but it's definitely the prison tied to this. we're talking about the biggest prison population in the world we lead the yeah. way in prison it's, both population and percentage of population yeah 2.3 million people currently in prison in the united states which is way 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 more than anyone else and those people are being used for labor by a lot of the brands that you use every day do you want the exact stats what? Well, I know the 2.3 million is accurate. Of course my phone's freezing as I try. Yeah, no, we don't. it's fine. Okay. I'm, I'm a feelings guy. I don't go on statistics. Well, what was inter- what's interesting to me is, and as of 2013, about 2.8% of adults in, in the U.S., 1 in 35, are under some type of correctional supervision. You're under some kind of correctional supervision. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> you got me good. Man, that was a sick fucking burn. I read a whole book to get to that talking point, Adam. <laughs> so let's talk about the... Sex. 
I get like the salt and pepper song? Yeah. <laughs> oh, why didn't I get an intensity eagle? So let's talk about this prison strike that's happening right now. It's led by a group of incarcerated activists who call themselves Jailhouse Lawyers Speak. And this is taken right from their statement. And boy, is it true. Do not expect to see major coverage of our strike on the mainstream media. Definitely do not expect any prison officials to give you accurate or updated information. It's their jobs to make it all seem like a normal day of operations. The only time they will report an uprising is when it's full-blown beyond their control. At that point, they will label it a riot. Prisoners will have to sneak out updates. For those of you with these updates, please share with others. So We're sharing. We are doing our part. Sharing is caring. And letting you know that the prisons around the country right now, even by the time you hear this, this could be a huge fucking story. So if Whole Foods is using slave labor, technically Amazon is. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Amazon basically uses slave labor at their fucking yep. warehouse facilities. So one of the things, they're calling for a bunch of different reforms, but they're also, one of the main things they're pushing for is an end to prisoner on prisoner violence, which... Just that alone would make prison a much better place. Yeah. But it's never going to happen without the other changes that they're suggesting. Because just like in the outside world, when you have an area that is just plagued by crime and violence, there are usually societal and economic factors at work there that are making that or at least lending to that being the case. And that's the same in prison. Also, if mental health issues aren't addressed, you're going to be in over your fucking head. Like, what's that uh, cult documentary in Oregon, The Wild Wild West? Right? Wild Wild Country? Wild Wild West. <laughs> no. The Wild Wild West. Uh, wild Wild Country. Remember they got all those homeless people on buses and brought them in? Yeah. And then, like, they didn't know what to do because all the mental health issues, and then they had to drug them with beer. Yeah. Yeah, that was... I did like the part where they finally just took a bunch of them and dropped them off in town because people were so mad that they brought all these homeless people. They're like, all right, we'll get rid of them. And they just dropped them at bus stops in, <laughs> in the next town. Ah, good times. Having fun exploiting homeless people for their mental illness. It's what we do in this Hitler country. Hitler did some good things. Yeah. <laughs> no, he didn't, Chet. God, why do you say that? So this strike began on August 21st which is the anniversary of the death of revolutionary prisoner George Jackson. He co-founded the Maoist Marxist Black Guerrilla family while serving a sentence for armed robbery. He took several guards at San Quentin hostage in a bid to escape in 1971, but was shot and killed by a guard. Mm, so That's kind of hard to defend. The what? Him? Took several guards hostage. Yeah, but I mean, I'm just telling you this is the date when it started. Okay. And also, we don't know what the fuck those guards were on at San Quentin. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't want to get... I know a lot of people listening to this and you also are going to be like, oh, I have family who works as prison guards. Stop trying to get ahead of my talking points. <laughs> That's... You're, you're, you're minimalizing any, any valid things I have to bring to the table in advance. It's, it's like, uh, but her emails, so you can't talk about things because she's got email. No, I got family, and I grew up in a town that had one prison and a psychiatric center, and they closed down that psychiatric center, put all the people on the streets, and turned that building into a second prison. So yeah, I have some unique insights that might challenge some of your thoughts here. 
Ch- okay, let's say challenge I, which thoughts. I don't know. You're already getting ahead of your. Well, no. Tell me about tell me about your experience as it relates to people in prison right now. So I grew up in a town that, particularly, I grew up in a town that's in a flood zone, and every ten years there's like a flood that ruins people and people die, like ruins people's lives. People die, and then people are like, why does it flood here? Because statistically, every fucking ten years, you live in a flood zone, and like, so that's something they use prison labor for. Or when we would have, like, the town parks built or repainted, like, they'd use prison labor. I'm not saying it's okay. I'm just sharing what expo- uh, what I've been exposed to for prison labor. My Little League baseball team's field was right next to the prison, and the prisoners would also use the same field, like, the good ones they'd let out or whatever. I remember going up into the announce booth, and, they're, like, prisoners were working out, and there's like, a cup full of spit and just being like, ah, oh, gross prison spit. Oh, yeah? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I totally got dressed and caught off guard. I've just, I've just, there are points later on they may have to share. I don't have, like, some big talking point. Well, I'm just, I, I worry that a lot of times, I, I hear this with prison guards or correction officials. I hear it with people who have friends or family that were cops where they're like, oh, but I have something to add because my prison official in my life wasn't that bad or the cop in my life wasn't that bad. And it's like... You've never been in prison. Like, they've never arrested you. You've never lived in prison under your correction guard relative. You don't know what they were like in prison. Sure. And But you're assuming I'm going to defend them or be like, I know a good person. No, I see, that was... That's how it comes off. That's how I'm interpreting it. That was you jumping in to say... Like, I'm just saying, I know there are people out there who will think, oh, well, I know a lot of prison guards and they're fine people. It doesn't fucking matter. It does not diminish what's happening to these people in the slightest it actually doesn't relate to it at all because you just know a dude they know that dude as a corrections officer and they're two different things like you know in my town the people in the psychiatric ward were and still are property of the state right unless well i mean deinstitutionalization shut those facilities down so if they shut down a state facility then no those people weren't any longer. Oh, so my understanding, at least, has been that uh, so there are a number of apartment complexes in my hometown that have residents who are populated by people that used to be in these psychiatric wards, and they they have nowhere to go. You know, they're just kind of put out on the streets. Yeah. Um, but many of them are the responsibility of the state. So apartment buildings and <laughs> uh, get state checks every month, paying for their rent. Because we're not properly rehabilitating these people. Yeah. Um, well, no, that's what it was supposed to be when we shut down all the mental health facilities. It was supposed to be that they could go live at these like smaller outpatient facilities dotted all around the country, but there just there aren't not, enough of them. And they're not outpatient facilities. They're just like housing setups. Like, well, that's what outpatient get- is. It, it's you're in a house and you can like fucking go places and shit. But yeah, they just didn't make enough of them. And now we have a massive homelessness problem. Thank you, Reagan. And I think that a lot, well, they want to address the mental health issues. I just, it's, I will end up derailing this podcast very quickly. So continue. What? I just know I'm going to go on this whole mental health diatribe. I can feel it coming up. And so I, I don't want to go that route. Okay, so these strikes are inspired by riots at the Lee Correctional Institution on April 15th where seven inmates died during that riot because they didn't send anyone in to help stop the riot. 
before seven people from severe blood loss died from. Well, they died from stabbing, basically, but they died from severe the, blood loss. Severe blood loss. Not severe crip loss. <laughs> oh, there have also been ten inmates that have died in their cell in the past three weeks alone. It's three a week. I forgot to. I believe that's just in Missouri. Oh, I forgot. Yikes. Yeah, I forgot to put which state that is, but it's. I believe just Missouri, where ten inmates have died in their cell with no really hammered down cause of death known yet. So to say there's a problem in prisons with the way prisoners are treated is an understatement. Sure. I, I'd be curious what the the stories are behind those deaths. Like presumably they're saying early cause of death, right? Because people die in prison every week just of old age, serving life sentences. Well, I think if it was old age, they would have a cause of death. Like, I don't think... Yeah, and it... I mean, people die all the time, but it's... That's one of the things. Like, in prison, you're supposed to be looked after. Like, you're not... It's not supposed to be the case that you can be murdered in your cell. That's not how it's supposed to work. And it, what really bothers me about this is people, I think people hear the word prisoners and it just becomes this whole casual thing where it's like, because how many fucking, oh, he's going to get raped in the ass jokes have we made about anyone who goes to prison? As Go if, back to the dirty work episode. <laughs> as if that's an acceptable punishment for anything. There is no crime short of maybe fucking a child in the ass for which you should be fucked in the ass as punishment. Like, we live in a country that really makes a joke out of the fact that rape is used as a punishment in this country. And we're very fucking casual about it. So this, like... Not only a punishment, but a thing that people are taking pleasure in as well. Yeah. And it's it's like... That's why I, I wanted to do this episode, because no one's going to fucking talk about this, because everyone here is prisoner and assumes they're not people anymore. They're prisoners now. That's what the Constitution says. You can still be a slave if you're in prison. And it's happening, and people are protesting it, and no one fucking cares. So we've known this strike was going to happen since July, because that's when they announced that it would be happening on August 21st. One of the things that came out from that was a manifesto from North Carolina prisoners that called for prisoners to refuse physical labor, such as janitorial duty, barber duty, clothes house duty, kitchen duty, all that shit, until demands are met. And these are the demands that they put in their manifesto. Shall we read them? Yes. One, all mental health prisoners who have been on, quote, lockup for longer than 30 days be released immediately. Two, Annihilate all forms of long-term solitary confinement for the whole prison commune here in North Carolina. Three, abolish the mandatory minimum 85% act for the whole prison commune of North Carolina. No human shall be sentenced to death by incarceration or serve any sentence without possibility of parole. Let's stop on that one because I feel like there are probably people listening to this right now who think that is an outlandish request that we not be able to sentence people to death or that we not be able to sentence people to natural life. But that is the standard around most of the world. Like, it's not usual to sentence a person to life in prison. If you, like, in your beloved Norway, I would... I would. There's a Netflix documentary on their prison system specifically about how that guy's reformed their prison system. The weed guy in Norway, like, made it a great fucking thing. Yeah. And not a lot of repeat offenders who come through that prison, right? Norway's pretty great. Well, but, I mean, when you're saying that, 
when you're tempted to stick up for our prison system here, just keep that in mind that there is a better way to do it that doesn't have to be a form of hell on earth. All right, keep going. Number four, reestablish the opportunity of parole for the whole North Carolina prison commune. Number five, rectify. <laughs> we'll <have to> rectum. <laughs> rectify the structure of the SRG policy. What's SRG again? Uh, that I don't know. And the requirements to profile one is SRG, which we don't know what that is. Some of these restrictions are very inhumane. For example, once one is profiled as SRG, he or she cannot receive visits from anyone but his or her immediate family. That excludes the mother or fathers of one's children. That's fucked up. I assume that's... They're it's not some, married. Some sort of in yeah. Well, it's some sort of inmate. That SRG must be you've misbehaved, so it's some sort of classification. And yes, not married. I'm assuming. Being profiled also restricts from obtaining a job and classes that could put us on gain time. G A I N, not G A N G. Uh, was this number six? Number seven? I don't know what number. Uh, annihilate the ten dollar fee for infractions. Now this is the fucked up thing. One of the more fucked up things. Every write-up one receives, $10 is deducted from our personal account and given to the state. Yearly, this is over a million dollar revenue for the state. So you're making fucking cents on the day and then your whole month's fucking check is taken away for one infraction? Yep. Okay. Uh, next, restore educational and rehabilitation programs such as college courses, vocational schooling, etc. so that we have something to help us obtain a job once released so we won't fall back into the cycle of the system. What? Now that, so this is where I was a little unclear. I didn't have enough time to do the full research. This is specific to North Carolina. Is this a state prison, federal prison, or private prison that they're in? I'm not sure if it's a state or private prison because they're speaking for all North Carolina prisoners. And that's where, yeah, my experience with prisons, different parts of the country offering different things. Well, but... Have you checked in on what they're offering now? Do they still offer? Because a lot of prisons used to offer that kind of stuff. And there was this big push in the 90s to stop making prisons so cush and so plush for people. So motherfuckers started losing TVs and job programs and education and books. And to the point where, like, in Arizona, now motherfuckers are in tents in the desert. Yeah. So I don't think that stuff should be taken away where I do think it gets into – a bit of gray area, and this this hops into the, the last point. Being that, and, uh, being that North Carolina prisons already have contracts with both JPay and Union Supply, offer all the options they have, such as JPay's email system, electronic visitation, as well as MP3 players and downloadable music. I don't know what JPay's email system is. I assume it's some limited email for work. Um, yeah, probably. Where I, I think prisoners should have access to books and, and TV and, and, and those basic things. When you get into the internet, like I don't think people in prison should have Facebook accounts and, and things like that. But I don't think that's what they're asking But that, for. it clearly says JPay's email system. Yeah. So it's not saying Facebook and all that. I'm just clarifying where I stand on that. Yeah, I mean, I don't think anyone should have Facebook. I think Facebook should be burned to the ground, preferably by... I don't know, a group of escaped prisoners. Who knows? <laughs> but Average care for waitress is paid around nine fifty per hour for the same duties inmates are paid $0.45 cents a day for. How about that? Nine fifty an hour is low as fuck, too. Yeah. Manifesto calls for prisoners. Oh, there are more. Manifesto oh, calls. No, these are, this is separate from what you just read are their demands. demands. But Here's some more talking points. Uh, yeah. The manifesto calls for prisoners who are more financially secure to help out those uh, who rely on 
who rely on 45 cents a day to live. Curious what that means in what ways? Like, yeah, well, because well to do, they send you money. You well, share not even the if they're well to do, but if you just have family that sends you money, they're pro- like, I could send someone. Like, if you're making forty five cents a day, I could like, if someone sent you five dollars, you would that would be more than forty five cents a day. But there are some people in prison who just have no one. So for them to do a work stoppage and lose that 45 cents a day, then they're losing any money that they might have at all. So all they're saying is if you have someone on the outside who's helping you, maybe share a little bit of that with the people making 45 cents a day who can't necessarily afford to do this work stoppage. Remember those old uh, was it Sally Struthers commercials like, for a dollar a month, you could help a kid in Africa? Yeah. You should do that for like inmates. No, we shouldn't. Because, no, I know. Because it's not... You know, we should use, we need to reform the prison system. That's, you know what we should do? Anytime somebody in politics is in trouble, start a Kickstarter to raise their fucking lawyer fees. What a dumb fucking thing. This is a news and politics podcast. Anyways. Uh, so, yeah, they're also calling for people who can't protest via work stoppage to do whatever else they can, including hunger strikes or refusing to come out for rec time. And it says the North Carolina manifesto was written by Joseph Shine White Stewart. I don't know if he's a prisoner or just someone who works for Shine the White. website that it was put up on. But that came out way back in July. So even with I, I get that there's a lot of things happening in the news now, but we've had time to hear about this from all the major all the major outlets have had time to at least look into this. Get off your ass. Have a Trump-free news day and catch us up on the other shit in the world. And what this makes me feel like is that no matter what news organization you get into, if it's one of the big ones, not to be all conspiratorial about it, but I feel like there's someone at the highest level of every one of those publications who represents the government. And that person shoots down articles that we're not supposed to read on a widespread basis. You can't do it everywhere, but it is helpful if you can make the only viable source like some piece of shit blog that covers prison protests, whereas no one else talks about it. And this isn't getting talked about that much. And so let's talk about the the strike itself, which did... It happened. It started. It's happening. Yeah, still, it's, right? Sta- it started August 21st, just as they said. People are hungry. Here is the one. This is from Repressa, California. Where, what a name for a prison town. Where the new, yeah, no shit. It's probably Repressa, but Repressa sounds way better. This is from a prison that they, they call the New Folsom. And this is just a prisoner refusing food. No, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not gonna eat here. You want to eat? Uh-uh. Burritos. Nah, I'm straight. Burritos or not? Not eating today. No. Nah, I'm good. Breakfast burritos. Protest. Oh, you're hunger striking. I'm hunger striking. Huh? I'm hunger striking right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm hunger striking. Well, he seemed polite about it. For now. But yeah, that's one of the only videos that's come out so far because we're talking about people in prison. Now, do you think they'll be able to identify that guy now that that video's leaked? I don't know. I mean, 
What would be? Yeah, I mean, maybe. Well, the, one of the articles I read actually listed his name. So. Uh, say, or like a, a correctional officer would see that and recognize that as like that was me. Yeah, his name is already out there. Oh. I just didn't put it in the notes because I don't. It felt. It seemed weird for his name to be in that article. So yeah, that probably does him a lot more harm than good. Yeah, and there are reports of protests from California and Washington State. All the way to the eastern seaboard, as far south as Florida, and up to Nova Scotia in Canada. Shout out Nova Scotia. Right? There is confirmed action in the Northwest Detention Center in Tacoma, Washington, where as many as 200 detained immigrants joined the protest. Canadian prisoners at Burnside Jail. That's a hell of a name. Yeah. Put out a statement in solidarity with the strike and complained that they're being, quote, warehoused as inmates not treated as human beings. Inmates at Bristol County House of Corrections in North Dartmouth, Massachusetts, began a hunger strike in solidarity with ICE detainees. And that was after ICE detainees were on a hunger strike the previous week in protest of a lack of medical care, inedible food, and other abuses. So that is... It's a thing that's happening right now. And I feel like... It's an important issue. Like, everyone should be at least a little bothered by what's happening in our prisons. And I just worry that no one really is because we just think of prisoners as less than people. Well, how much of it do you think it's that? And for some people, I'm sure it's very much that. Versus for a lot of people, like maybe you or me, we are so overwhelmed with just the fucking news cycle in general that it's like, how much... But... How many times can we use that excuse? And if we're so overwhelmed, what is it that we are talking about? Like if, like if, if a person were to say, oh, no, I'm too overwhelmed by the news to worry about what's happening in prisons. Well, then what are you worried about? Yeah. Like what? Tell me the news story that has you so overwhelmed that you can't focus on anything well, else. Well, that's what I think it's a, it's a byproduct of the news cycle feeding off of people as entertainment is entertainment and constantly striking fear into people. I think a lot of people use that I'm so overwhelmed kind of as an excuse and as a crutch to just not be that well-informed because no one's asking you to listen to any news outlet or website pontificate on the same story for 12 straight hours. But that stuff is designed to suck you in. Not that not the Adam Todd Browns of the world, but the average television consumer. Right, but... So to me, it's more about how do you get this story out there for people to care, to just expect that people are going to go out of their way to research. Like, this stuff needs to be more readily available to people. And we're talk- we're doing our part by talking about it. Yeah, and I mean, it's—I found it. Like, I found the story, and it's just diversify your news sources. It's that simple. Like, how many people do motherfuckers follow on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter— Follow some fucking news sources in real life. Go out and see what they're fucking doing off social media. Just like like there was a time when you would just bookmark websites and visit each website every day before we had social media. And people act like that was akin to when we were writing shit on stone tablets. Like, no, it was just a few years ago and the technology still exists. If you had to recommend one newspaper to get a subscription to, what would it be? A newspaper? Yeah. The New York Times? I guess. I feel like the LA Times is just a division of the LAPD and possibly the CIA. Yeah, I don't trust the LA Times, man. Not one bit. I I don't even feel comfortable saying I don't trust the LA Times. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Don't look at the back of my 
hoodies. <laughs> yeah, fuck those motherfuckers. I would never get one of those hoodies. Because some of your solutions I don't think are practical for all people, especially older people that are not in major cities. Like, there are still a lot of people that aren't on... I know it's crazy. There are people that... Like, I'm thinking of my uncle specifically, who I talked to before this podcast. He doesn't have the internet. He doesn't... Like, he gets educated by local news and Fox News because that's what's fucking on. Well, there's nothing I can do for him. No, I think a newspaper subscription is... The, like, if I bought him a newspaper... Gonna, he's sub- not going to watch Fox News and read the New York Times. Not with Trump calling it the failing New York Times every fucking chance he's he gets. He's somebody that regrets voting for Trump. He should. Yeah. But, so yeah, I guess the New York Times, maybe, get him a subscription to The Economist, which is a foreign... Publication. I mostly recommend foreign publications. I think a great gift you could gift somebody, it, obviously, is a is a newspaper or magazine subscription to something that would, I would make suggest, them more informed. I would suggest The Economist. That would be my that's my go to suggestion for magazines and newspapers people should read. And if it has to be a newspaper, I would say the New York Times. I don't subscribe to the New York Times. I've thought about it from time to time. time. (laughs) Get it, Chet? (laughs) Man. Man, good times. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Uh, We did it again. What about WAPO? Uh, Yeah, Washington Post is good. I subscribe to that digitally. Okay. Shout out Dave Weigel. Yeah, shout out Dave Weigel. Yeah, Washington Post, I suppose. New York Times. Uh, I, I don't know about the LA Times, man. They just... They just feel like one part of a whole uh, system of corruption in Los Angeles in general that I, I don't even want to keep talking about. So, yeah. And if, if you are hip to modern technology, might I suggest 2003's RSS readers. Set yourself one up. It's, I use Feedly, which is a really easy yeah, one to use. It's free for it's free. basic use. You just add whatever publication or website you want to check in it on. It can be certain parts of their website. It doesn't have to be the whole website. It's great. Right. And you can then from there, the, like they'll, they will, I get more than a thousand headlines a day. And from there, you can filter them by keyword. It's really fucking handy. And it's a good way, like if you're worried that you're only getting news on social media or from the big networks fucking just do a little bit of work and go out and set some shit up and read some shit it's not it's not rocket science the reason i bring these questions up is i think there are a lot of people that would be willing to do a little bit of work but they don't know where to start because they're overwhelmed so i think this is serving as a hopefully helpful tip for some people yeah i don't know i just i i wish this prison strike was a bigger deal because it is a bigger deal than anyone's making it out to be. Because it's, you don't want to be that country. Like, we really want to be the country that has just kind of slowly and quietly brought slavery back in the past few years. I mean, we're bringing Hitler back. Why not bring back? I know. So why not, like, while we're mad about that, why, why not fix this too and get rid of all of that shit and actually make this a better country? But... Who knows? Instead, we'll be worried about fucking Rod Rosenstein and Mueller and what it's going to mean for Trump. But we should be worried about both. I don't think it's uh, either or. Right. You shouldn't be... Like, there's no reason it has to just be one thing. Or maybe even worried isn't the right word. Informed and doing what you can to make 
the changes you'd like to see in the world. God damn it, I sound like a bumper sticker, but... But yeah, after listening to any news network of your choice talk about the Russia investigation and what's happened over the weekend or what's happened the past few days, listen to him talk about it for an hour and then you're set. Then you can move on to something else. Go read something. Go do something else. Just throw on NPR. Get your news there. Yeah, NPR covered, NPR, NPR right? covered this. Yeah, NPR is great. Right. I heard Dave Weigel on NPR the other day. I want to be on NPR. Well, fucking ask them. I'm sure they'll have you. (laughs) So that's our episode this week. Do you have anything else to add about this topic? I mean, I do have one solution. Okay. What if we just took everybody that did a shitty thing, and instead of putting them in different prisons all around the country, we just sent them to Columbus? Well, the Constitution, though, has a thing about cruel and unusual punishment. Ah! And Why would we do that? There's no... Man. (laughs) All right, guys, we've solved the strike. You're all going to Columbus. They're like, no, 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 no. Let's go back to the way things were. Yeah. I mean, we haven't solved the prison strike, obviously. But it's a thing I think people should pay attention to. It's happening through the beginning of September... And who knows what's going to happen with it, but there should, like, I, th- I don't think anyone disagrees that there should be changes within the prison system. And maybe that's why Trump, the Trump administration is pushing for prison reform, because they know they're all going to be there soon. And they oh. want it to be a better place by the time they get there. And if that's the case, hey, fine. But the prison reform they're pushing for is not for the betterment of anybody other than private corporations, really, is it? Oh, uh, it depends. Some of it. Like, if it, was, if it was solely for the betterment of private corporations, it wouldn't be prison reform. Because the private corporations do very nicely. That's sort of the problem with this, is that's, like, that's the aspect of the immigration debate no one really talks about, is how big of a payoff to private prisons this whole thing is. And We it, talked about it. We did a whole episode about we it. We did a whole episode about it, and we're doing a whole episode about how just prisons in general are a huge payoff to the private prison industry. And this, uh, this strike is meant to draw attention to that. And that's why I wanted to do an episode to draw attention to it, because it. I know there's a lot of other crazy things going on, but especially any time, let's get conspiratorial again, any time something big comes down in the Russia investigation, hit your other news sources and look for what else is happening. Because every fucking time there's something else really crazy also happening at the same time. In this case, it was this. I remember when the first, I think when the Michael Flynn indictments came down, we were in front of Congress lobbying to expand a 2000s measure that let us kind of fight the war on terror in the Middle East just sort of unchecked. We were arguing to extend that to Africa, which why? What what's going Speaking on in Africa? Trump's been having some white nationalist talking points on Twitter. He lately. sure has. Now, to counter what you said whenever uh people talk about the Russian uh, investigation, look at your other news sources, what's not being talked about. I would say whenever Fox News is not talking about Trump, or things tied to the Russian investigation, yes. then definitely look at what's going on with the Russian investigation. Right. But then also, if something big has happened, look at what else is happening with Trump. Because I guarantee there's something else underneath there. Like, 
I hate to I hate to keep beating a dead horse, especially because the people I'm about to talk about could probably use it for food. And that horse didn't do anything to you. I do still think that we're going to invade Venezuela at some point. Like I I have flip flopped away from at first my thought was we'll just get Colombia to do it, but now I kind of feel like we're gonna do it. And if that sounds crazy, just Google Venezuela right now and look at the headlines that are coming out of Venezuela. We'll do another episode of What in the World about it pretty soon. But I don't know. I, I know there's a lot to keep up with. But prison reform is an important thing. It is an extension of slavery. And lucky for you, listener, you don't need to keep up with it. Yeah, let me retry that again. <clears throat> and lucky for you, listener, you don't need to keep up with it as long as you listen to us every week. Every single goddamn week. If you're listening for free, good on you. But also, subscribe at patreon.com slash unpops. Unpops. You get so many bonus episodes of so many so podcasts. So much. And still getting the $10 level for $5 right now if you subscribe. We're getting close to that cap. Yeah, we had a, a cap on the $5 level. We're also doing a new thing really soon where you'll be able to listen to me do unpops live every day. And I'll be here one of those days going to be a daily version of unpops i'm just trying to make this day job feel more like a day job and get my schedule under order friday's chet day friday chet day do you know the other days for different people yet nope no idea i'm just you're closing strong i'm i'm the i'm the closer of the week but look out for that probably first week of september we'll start that all right we should get the fuck out of Of here. here adam what do you got to plug uh you know, patreon.com slash unpops. That's it. I don't have any shows planned right now. Oh, end of the month. This will be, that oh, this show will have happened by then, yeah. Oh, that's this Saturday? Yeah, it's tomorrow. You know I can't be at that because I'm at the bowl. Fuck. Fuck! Chat, what do you got to plug? I'm going to be on some other podcasts, but I don't know when those come out. Don't you dare! Nor would I plug them. Don't you dare! I'm just one other podcast next week. Don't you dare! What podcast? Uh, Advice from Strangers. I don't know it. It's with Tiffany Van Gelly and Michael Malone. I'm going to be on the Cracked podcast in September. Yeah. With Alex Schmidt and Ian Forty. Schmitty the Clam. All right. Let's get the fuck out of here. Why? We're supposed to record two pods, and now we're only recording one pod. Hey, we- Chad. Hey, Adam. Goodbye, everybody. We love what? you. What?